All right, welcome back to Advance Your Wealth, the video series and podcast from Convergent Wealth Partners. Today, I'm happy to welcome back Frank Seneco from Seneco and Associates to talk more about some additional advanced planning opportunities around insurance for successful families and business owners. So excited to have him back. You know, if you missed the last episode, we went deep on benefit focus to find benefit plans and some of the unique features uh, that make them a little bit different from traditional defined benefit plans and, and other retirement plans like 401ks and, and some of the ways that we can utilize life insurance inside of those to really enhance the benefits you can provide to you as an owner or to your employees. But today we're going to talk about a different topic. Uh, we're going to focus a little bit today on private placement life insurance. And so you know, in general, I think people have heard of life insurance and are familiar with it in general, but there's some important differences with private placement life insurance that make it unique. And so, uh, Frank, why don't you just give me a, a high-level primer, walk me through what private placement life insurance is all about. Sure. Thank you, Homer. It's very nice to be back here with you. Uh, yeah. Private placement life insurance, uh, uh, it's also known as PPLI, um, is a version of a life insurance contract that is used by high net worth and ultra high net worth families. It also comes in the version of an annuity. So private placement variable annuity are also known as PPVA. But to start on focusing on the life insurance side, as I mentioned, this is a technique that's been being used since the late 80s here in the US and been used around the world uh, for just decades where you have uh, ultra high net worth families have the ability to have customized investment portfolios run inside of a life insurance or an annuity contract and take advantage of the tax benefits afforded to either the life insurance or the annuity. And what types of investments? So you say, you know, uh, you know, take advantage of the investment opportunities. What what kind of investments are different inside of a private placement, or what could be different inside of a private placement life insurance or annuity versus a traditional um, life insurance policy or annuity? Well, what you have is, I mean. Uh, and there is a threshold to get into one of these, and we'll cover that in a moment. But it's really, you can have the ability to have, uh, you can pick an investment manager who can run a discretionary portfolio. Um, you can give them an investment mandate. Uh, could be something like, you know, growth opportunities, uh, private equity, um, various uh, types of investment options that you can have a manager look to uh, invest in uh, inside of the policy. The big thing here in the U.S., as I mentioned, these have been being used around the world for years and, and, and for decades here in the U.S., but it's really the, uh, the policy owner or the insurer cannot tell you as the investment manager uh, to buy a specific investment or sell a specific investment. It really has to be discretionary. So you have the ability, you can have hedge funds, um, VC funds, um, the different types, could, could even have a real estate sprinkled in there, but it's different than what's available on a traditional or retail-based policy. It's really a customized investment portfolio or option, and that you can also change your manager as, as uh, you go along with the policy. Got it. So unlike traditional life insurance, where you have what we call sub-accounts or like the mutual funds that are available within the life insurance policy, 
uh, with private placement, you really your advisor that you select really has the ability to go out and and anything that you know would qualify uh, within the the type of uh, in typical investments, mutual funds, ETFs, private play or uh, uh, private equity, uh, venture capital, hedge funds that you mentioned. So a lot more wide range of investment options available as long as you follow the rules uh, that you mentioned in terms of uh, having a discretionary manager uh, do the investment portfolio for you. Yes, and we've been working in this space for a very long time. And exactly as you mentioned, it's follow the rules. Yeah. And you have something that is a fantastic opportunity that has been being used by some of the uh, very wealthy for years where um, you just want to stay within the guidelines you know, to be compliant. I mean, what you have here, so if you really think about it, You've got a wholesale-based insurance chassis. Let's talk about the life insurance version. And the annuity is also wholesale-based. So it's really a fee-based life insurance contract. Um, you don't have any huge upfront commissions or loads associated with it. There's no back-end surrender charges per se. So the client can get out of it subject to the liquidity of the underlying investment. So monies that grow inside of the policy is the cash value, grow tax-deferred. If it's structured properly, we can take out those deferred gains over the client's lifetime and they can have access to them without triggering taxation. So tax-free withdrawals and loans is what we can access. Upon the clients passing away, all of those deferred gains, whether they were left in the policy or taken out on a policy loan, will go away. So in essence, you get a step up in basis. And all of this with a customized investment portfolio. So pretty powerful you get tax deferred, effectively tax-free growth of the policy if you structure it correctly, uh, tax-free access to withdrawals, if again, structured correctly, use it correctly, and then your family receives the ultimate life insurance benefit tax-free, so pretty powerful. So you know, who, give me an idea of, of the ideal candidate or who would qualify to be considering uh, a, a, this type of, of private placement life insurance. Sure. I mean, this is, as I mentioned, it's been around for years, but for a client to qualify to get into this because it is a private placement, you have to qualify as an accredited investor and a qualified purchaser. So the qualified purchaser definition being the higher of the five million or more of investable assets, and, and you should qualify as the accredited investor if you qualify as a qualified purchaser. Um, but it's really a client at that threshold and they're looking to deposit, commit to five million or more of premium going into one of these type of vehicles. So this is not for the client who wants to save 25, 50,000 a year into a policy. This is the client who wants to put in five, 10, 15, 25, a hundred million dollars of an investment portfolio or cash to be invested in it inside of the policy. And they're usually tied to some kind of a multi-generational trust structure. Got it. So, you know, when I hear that, or if a client hears that putting away five, 10, 15, 25 million plus into a life insurance policy, you know, some people get the idea that, gosh, if it goes inside of there, you know, depending on the type of planning they've done in the past, I lose access to those funds. So why, you know, even though there's some nice tax benefits to this, you know, mm -hmm. how do how do I get access to this if I want to over time, assuming you know, we, we put it in there, we have a long-term goal and, and, and have some time frame to, to let the policy grow. But you know, how do I get some of this money out to take advantage of, of this tax deferral and, and tax-free withdrawal? Well, that's a great question. But before I go into how you get money out, as you mentioned, clients are looking at this and, and the typical transaction for the, is probably 10 million plus. 
that's going into this. And client will come and say, well, gee, I'm putting my money with an insurance company. This is a specialized product here in the US or even if we're doing them offshore, it's part of an insurance company's separate account. So it is not subject to the claims and creditors of the insurance company. So clients are really looking at this, let's use my, the example of $10 million goes into a policy and I have a life insurance benefit on top of that because it's, it's a life insurance contract. If anything were to happen with the insurance company, that cash value is protected because again, it's part of the insurance company's separate account. So that's why you have these ultra high net worth families utilizing this type of a strategy because they're not concerned that they're giving their money to the insurance company. Secondly, the insurance death benefit is going to be reinsured um, with all of the big reinsurance companies that the retail insurers use. So you've got companies like Swiss Re, Swiss Re, excuse me, Munich Re, uh, just to name a few that are backing this up for the death benefit side. The other part of it, as you mentioned, how do I get access? Well, that goes back to the design of the policy. And I mentioned earlier in the tax benefits through withdrawals and loans. If we you know, design the policy, let's say we're doing something here in the United States, you can have what's called a modified endowment contract or a non-modified endowment contract when it's a life insurance policy. And that goes to how we design or fund the policy. So under a, a modified endowment contract is typically one contribution, we put in $10 million, it's gonna grow tax deferred and upon the client passing, it's all income tax free. If it's put into a trust, it's gonna also be estate tax free if it's done properly. The issue with a modified endowment is I can, as policy owner, I can access funds, but I will trigger some taxation uh, on the gain as the same as with an annuity. And if it's done before age 59 and a half, we have a 10% penalty. If I do it as a non-modified endowment contract, a non-MEC as we call it, we'll put the premiums in typically from two to four years into the policy. With that, Again, I have all of that tax deferred uh, uh, growth in the policy upon passing its income tax-free. And as I mentioned, if done properly, estate tax-free. But as a non-modified endowment policy, we can take a withdrawal of the client's basis. That's the money going in and premium in the contract. And then also borrow out on top of that after basis, any of the gains, and there's no taxation on it. So overall, it was a little bit of a long-winded um, explanation and I don't want to you know, get too technical, but it actually goes back to the design of the policy. Your money is always accessible to you. The design of the policy, uh, whether it's a one premium going in and it's the modified endowment or the multiple premiums and the non-modified endowment, and then we can just access tax-free loans. Great. So bottom line, it sounds like to me on this is, you know, a client has a life insurance need, you know, so there's some benefits to having a life insurance policy in general. Uh, over 5 million of investable assets that they want to put away um, and have grow tax deferred, maybe even uh, take advantage of some tax-free growth if structured correctly in, in the non-modified endowment contract, uh, but still over time have the same access to that capital as they might um, in their traditional investment account, just you know, taking withdrawals of the principal and loans and, and, and having those structured. So, so really the adva taking advantage of the tax code again um, with uh, you know, what's you know, very black and white in that code um, mm -hmm. and having you know your investment portfolio instead of subject to capital gains dividend taxes um, now potentially could be taxed for tax free is that you know very quick version of a summary of, of of where this might fit 
it is. And the type of client that this works for best, as I mentioned, this has been utilized by ultra high net worth families for decades. It's really, we use the expression shelf money. It's money that clients are putting away and they're not looking to touch it tomorrow. Yes, they can access it anytime if they need to, but they wanna take advantage of that tax deferral, the tax compounding. Most of what we see, probably 99.9% .9 of these are done as part of an estate planning strategy where there are trusts involved. So, you know, they've moved assets into trust for the benefit of, you know, the spouse, the second generation, the grandchildren, let's say, uh, you know, the third generation. And uh, they want to take advantage of that tax compounding. Yeah, it sounds like a, a great tool if, uh, if a business owner is about to complete the transaction of a sale so that money that's already been taxed potentially or that's inside of a trust on you know, some planning they'd already done and now to have that money potentially never be taxed again if, if done right uh, or some sort of found money inheritance other things like that where you know uh, are able to, to basically set aside that money for the future where, where it may not um, have any future taxes associated with it correct great so what are some of the pitfalls though what how, sounds like such a perfect vehicle. If you've got, you know, that level of wealth, it seems like a pretty perfect strategy. What are some of the pitfalls or mistakes that you see investors and advisors make when considering private placement life insurance or annuities? Well, that's a great question. And, and I know I've said this a few times, this has been around for years, but in the more recent years, I've seen that this technique is being, uh, uh, offer to clients that might necessarily not belong in the product. That's one thing. Um, the mistakes that I see being made, one being on, as I mentioned, the investor control, uh, something called the investor control doctrine, where if a client violates that, they lose all the tax benefits afforded to life insurance. And there was a case a few years back, uh, the Weber case, it's Weber v. Commissioner, where an individual blatantly um, just violated the investor control doctrine by telling the investment manager where to, uh, where to invest, uh, what, uh, what companies to, to buy into, uh, what companies to sell. Um, it was just something like 75,000 emails back and forth the service uncovered and they lost all the tax benefits supported to the policy. Yeah. I mean, they're taking a good thing and they're just trying to, you know, and it gets abused. Uh, another thing that I see is, and this is, this is what's been more disturbing, is you've got practitioners going to clients and saying, you know, if you're going to sell your business, let's structure this and put part of your business inside the policy before it's sold. So let's say a client's going to sell their business for, well, I'm just giving an example, $25 million, you know, and the value of the business currently is $5 million. You know, that somehow winds up in the insurance policy, the business is sold, all of that gain stays inside the policy as the tax deferred asset, and then they start to borrow the premiums out. It's just, there's so many things with that that are troubling because if you're running your business, I'm not sure how you're getting around the control issue. You know, that's one thing. So I'm just seeing a lot of practitioners push the envelope and bringing these type of strategies that they shouldn't be utilizing to clients who don't know any better. And I think that's gonna cause a problem for the, uh, the transactions that are be, being done correctly. Great, so great tips and, and ideas and, and things to be looking out for as, as you might consider this. So you know, from our conversation, it sounds like private placement life insurance 
you know, if you can avoid those pitfalls and mistakes is a great potential tool. Uh, if you have at least 5 million of, of, of investable assets, uh, but really to your point, probably 10 million or more of investable assets, life insurance need, want to take advantage of some of the, the benefits of life insurance and the tax deferral, tax-free nature of it, uh, this could be a perfect solution for you. So if you think that this might be something that could benefit you, I'd love to talk with you more about you know our offerings and, and how we might be able to, to take a look at your overall situation and and really see if this might be a fit. So uh, send me an email, homer at convergentwealth.com if you got any questions around this uh, or any of the other uh, topics that we've been discussing with Frank. And I'd love to, to dive into your situation and see if this might be a fit. So uh, with that, Frank, thanks again for, for joining us on Advance Your Wealth and, and this time around private placement life insurance and, and look forward to talking with you again here in the near future about some other advanced planning topics. Thank you for having me. Frank W. Seneco, president of Seneco and Associates Incorporated, is not affiliated with Convergent Wealth Partners and is a separate entity. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. Please consult your legal tax advisor regarding your specific situation.